What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of Never Tell Me the Odds, the official ESPN Star Wars podcast. Clinton Yates, Ryan McGee, I'm Ardo Ocal. We are three friends from across the four-letter galaxy, nerding out about Star Wars for your pleasure and entertainment. Thanks for listening to our previous episodes, whether you find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it very much. We appreciate the five stars and reviews as well. Those are always very, very nice. No Ahsoka talk on this particular episode. We have a very special theme. Clinton, this was your idea. Uh, we've been brewing on this one for a little while now, so I'm going to give the floor to you so you can introduce what we're doing here today. So everybody knows that the NFL season is coming up, and what goes along with the NFL season is obviously fantasy football. And what is the most fun part of any fantasy football season? Trust me, even if you win the chip, it's the draft. Some of us are lucky enough to have drafts together. Some people do them automated, but we've all come together. And the side note here, you cannot see us, but when we opened this Zoom, Kelsey was wearing her Never Tell Me The Odds hoodie. I was wearing my Never Tell Me The Odds hoodie. Arda got on with his on, and we didn't even say anything to Ryan, and he was wearing his too. So yeah. if you can picture this, we are all wearing the exact same <laughs> team-issued sweatshirt in order to go through with this draft. The order we're going to do is in alphabetical first names. So Arda, myself, and Ryan. Kelsey's, of course, here, but she's a little too chicken to join the draft, but we'll see Kelsey's her down the producer, line later. The she's going to check us. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to check us, Kelsey. Yeah. This time you have gone too far. I say we'll designate Kelsey Puckett as the Mel Kuyper Jr. of this draft. When it's <laughs> over with, she can criticize what we did or did not do and, right, uh, and have so fabulous hair while doing it, like Mel. <laughs> With the first pick of the draft, we have Ardo Ocal. All right. So when I did my scouting reports for this droid draft, it very much reminded me of the 1999 NHL draft. And here's why. Of course. In 1999, the Sedine twins were on the board uh, <laughs> and expected to go very, very high. The problem was there was no team that had consecutive picks that high up in the draft. And the Sedins expressed that they wanted to play for the same team and go so far as to not sign for a team that would draft one and another team draft the other. So Brian Burke, who was the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks at the time, orchestrated this massive scenario where eventually he would land the second and third overall picks in the draft and convince first overall Atlanta not to pick a Sedin so that he could have both Sedin twins. Of course, they would go on to have these fabulous Hall of Fame careers. Sure. Now, I'm not going to organize a scenario like that. That would take hours upon hours, maybe even days, okay? Because we are all uh, strong-willed individuals, and we know what our picks are worth, okay? But when I look at this droid draft, the reason I brought up that scenario, that example, was because I see two particular droids we all know who we're talking about here yeah who kind of stand above the rest i'm not saying they're better in any way we didn't really set any rules on how this droid draft will unfold are we picking teams to fight are we picking teams to entertain are we picking teams we don't know we're just picking droids here but to me no matter what situation we got two droids that are at the top of the list at least in name recognition so for me are you asking for a package deal on this are you asking for a package deal at top one Wait, wait a second. Hold on. Now, this is a development here. Are you offering? Is there? Is I'm there not some offering way? anything. Oh, but okay, so I'm well, just, I mean, mind. we can we can make a three team situation here. If you want to go, no second round pick. 
perhaps Ryan might be available to consider this from a team standpoint. What do you think, McGee? I think that this all is already feeling very much Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan at this point. <laughs> I, I think I think we're making this too complicated. I, I think we're, very well. I'll refrain. I think I think there's one there's one answer to this pick, and with all due respect to to one A, and one B, there, there's only one one. And and if Arda doesn't if Arda doesn't make this pick right now, then um I'm serious. I, I, I Michael Jordan lives here where I live in Charlotte. I might go get Michael and tell him what happened. The one Very one well. the one one for me is R two D two. R two D two is my first overall pick. It's probably everybody's first. That's the right answer. Pick. Okay. I just wanted to give the example because. <laughs> I feel like if all of these droids were draft eligible, I would assume that R2-D2 and C-3PO would have this conversation and say, I don't want to play on a team that you're not on. So that's Good the point. reason why I brought it up. It's fair. But my first overall pick, R2-D2. Okay. Yeah, I'm not lying. So just folks know, we haven't talked about this at all. Like we have, no. we have been talking about this idea for a couple of months. But right. We have not discussed any idea. But And I love you guys very much. But whoever had the number one pick, if they didn't pick R2-D2, then I was probably just going to log on off and, and get in the truck and drive around and, and question where, where so we are. I'm glad, I'm glad we've had this discussion because although I do not have any draft names or examples available from various leagues in various years, this might have been a situation where because of my particular roster construction going into the draft, I might have traded down because I know that the my number one pick is not necessarily – a top pick on a lot of boards from a lottery standpoint. Now, there's a lot that comes with this pick. This pick is sort of a, you know, shouts to Deion Sanders, sort of a guy at an HBCU that you maybe only found out in the Senior Bowl about, didn't have a lot of tape on, weren't exactly <laughs> sure what you were going to get out of him until he got to the pro level. And when he got to the pro level, well, was the game changer. With the second pick in the Never Tell Me the Odds draft, we have Clinton Yates. With the number two pick, I select K2SO. Now, some some of you – I bought you right out of the break, just like Roger Goodell. Now, some of you do not understand why this pick is so important to me. As those of us who have been to the Lucasfilm campus know, there is a full-size K2SO model there, which I saw. This, By the way, this was like me seeing a late scouting thing where I was like, okay – I now know who I will be going with in my first round in my pick. There's a couple of different reasons why K2SO is so important. Number one, the story of who the droid is is extremely important to the entire development of the canon. A repurposed Imperial droid. That, that alone as a, as a concept, especially when you get into the movie Rogue One, is incredibly cool because the first line he ever says, congratulations. You're being rescued. You're not sure what's going to happen. You're still not entirely sure where he's going to go from a loyalty standpoint. And there's always kind of that lingering notion that he might just something might go wrong. And next, you know, the whole mission is diverted or otherwise, you know, screwed up. Now, here's the other thing. And this is important. As you see here, as you maybe cannot see here, I am drinking from a Rogue One cup. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie ever. So there's that. I'm picking my guy from my favorite movie to take me somewhere. That's where we are a little high on the board for y'all, for some people who don't know. I can get into some KTSO history later if we really want to, by the way, which is, well, most importantly, which is that Alan Tudyk, 
who is an American from Dallas, voiced him in an English accent, tried out for that in three different accents, one English, one American, one with the transatlantic. They settled on the English accent. That alone is an indication of the kind of international versatility I like out of my droids in general. H2SO, number two pick overall for your boy. Excellent. This is Ryan, all. How this are you is feeling it. right now about that? Because you have the third pick and there's, there's, I'm feeling there's a amazing. on the board. So. I'm feeling well, he's amazing. Got the, he's got the wraparound, right? Because as soon as I heard that you know we're going alphabetical, which means I've got the number three pick, I, I'm assuming that I'm not going to get uh, one of the 1A or 1B. So... <laughs> With the third pick in the Never Tell Me the Odds draft, we have Ryan McGee. It's C-3PO. This is amazing. I dressed up as C-3PO for Halloween in one of these. I'm talking about one of these go to Kmart, get the box <laughs> with the face, like the like the plastic, you know, yeah. uh, the plastic mold mask with the terrible rubber band and staples on it i was gonna say and, those were hard to keep on your head yeah and the cheap like you know the 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 had like this is pre-velcro days right the astronauts had not gifted us with velcro yet so now i'm tying this thing in the back it's almost like the un, it's almost like the uh the uncomfortable inappropriate you know deal you put on at the doctor's office for your physical this is what <laughs> you put on over your clothes that your mom made you wear because it was cold on halloween night the c-3po is funny because when other characters have come along in other Star Wars productions, whether it be you know the prequels, whether it be the sequels, whether it be the, what we have on Disney Plus now, you know you have the characters that people like to complain about because they say they're annoying. And what I think about is my dad, because my dad, who took us to see Star Wars when I was a kid, he thought C three PO was insufferable. He couldn't take it, and we loved him because you know that's who he was. But listen, did you hear that? I mean, he started the whole thing, literally, with that line. And then the guy, of course, got to say it again, you know, in The Rise of Skywalker. And, and also, I mean, I, I recently I've read and reread uh, IMC-3PO, which is the tremendous book, you know, that that the, uh, of course, the I mean, one of the kindest gentlemen that you could possibly imagine to interact with is, of course, the actor who plays C-3PO, Anthony Daniels. And, but the, the way that man suffered to play this role in that suit it's incredible. Like, like the the greatest testament to the fact that they had no money to make a new hope is when you read what he writes about having to wear that costume. And it really didn't improve much, you know, over the course of the next six years shooting the other film. So C-3PO is the guy. And and then I love the fact that in the sequels he played this super crucial role, but also got in the way because it went against his protocol and his programming to tell them the secret that he already had inside of him, which was, yeah. you know, it, it, well, I can't speak Sith. That, it goes, it goes, yes, you can help us out. And to me, it's the most C-3PO thing ever. So yeah, with the third pick and I can't believe I got him. Michael Jordan, by the way, went with the third pick in 1984. I'll take C-3PO. This is turning out very well. Can I say quickly, the other thing about 3PO, which is extremely important again, the plot development through the character is vital because there are a million things speaking a million languages that nobody knows. If 3PO is not there, not only is the mission aborted, but nobody in the viewership can understand anything either. It's just a vital character all around. And oh, by the way, was built from a pile of scraps on Tatooine. I mean, thank the maker, right? Yeah. Yep. And all of a sudden we knew who yep. the maker was. And, uh, you know, we're all we're all so excited that we have Ahsoka now who was trained by Anakin. C-3PO was built by the kid. I mean, it's just that I literally almost stood up in the theater and went, this is amazing when that yeah. was revealed in The Phantom Menace.
That yeah. I mean, in those moments, if I may harken back to my number two pick, those moments are exactly the reason why I, the stand in the theater moment for me came during Rogue One when they are running back through the shuttle and the white walls show up. And I was standing next to my man, David Betancourt, bless his heart, writer for the Washington Post comics writer's got a new book coming out. Um, it's called The Avengers Assembled. It's about the origin stories of the different Marvel characters, blah, blah, blah. I stood up in the movie theater and grabbed his arm and I said, oh, my God, those are the white walls. They're on the transport shuttle. And I was breaking all press preview protocols, literally just <laughs> yelling inside of a movie theater. So I understand where you're coming from with that, Ryan, when, when they showed him in the back corner of Anakin's room. Yeah. And by so, the way, and I understand we all hate social media, right? Because, I mean, I mean, it's college football season has started as we're recording this, which is the time of year when I'm told on an, on an every 10-minute basis what an idiot I am. But <laughs> one, of, one of the great things about social media is sometimes you get to interact with people that you never thought you would have a chance to meet, whether yeah. it's in person or digitally. And uh, I, I tweeted something about that book, IMC3PO, and Anthony Daniels, responded and i wow. printed it out i have still have it on a piece of paper in my office because i want to make sure i always have that wow that's awesome yeah i'm writing a high because diana lee and asanto liked one of my tweets that's so it I'm like this is like the greatest take day. whatever we can get yeah that, exactly. that's in between spanky 47 32 you know question <laughs> my, well i had a lobotomy yeah. because i don't think georgia can win three national championships in a row see see i'm lucky i have another month or so before hockey season starts so i'm a little shielded right now so there i'm still go. in a great mood i'm still in a fantastic mood good for uh, you that's a great round, by the way. So we got a surprise already in round one with sure. C3PO going to the number three spot. So we're going snake draft style, right? So is it Ryan again? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, we go snake draft style. Fantastic. So Ryan picks again. Kels, let's get the full nomenclature. Round two, the never tell me the odds draft. We have Ryan McGee. BB-8. I mean, oh. listen, come on. BB-8 is, is um, BB-8's funny. Uh, BB-8's got obviously got some R2 in him. Uh, BB-8's definitely got some chopper in him. Uh, BB-8, I mean, to quote the great Frank Caliendo, who once was impersonating Stephen A. Smith, who was supposed to be doing a running commentary of the first Force Awakens trailer, he goes, looks like a soccer ball riding on top of another soccer ball. And then, of course, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, you know, we realize, no, he's the binary sunset. I mean, it's just, it is, um, and I'm a little a little sentimental about BB-8 also because, and I've said this to you guys, my daughter, who's a teenager, you yeah. know, the, the the sequels are her movies. And so the posters that were on her wall, and in fact in her dorm room wall now, it's Ray walking, you know, toward the horizon with BB-8, you know, rolling alongside. And so, and plus Poe Dameron, who to me is a, is a, is a criminally underrated uh, character and and just a ridiculous pilot, but the real the, the 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 relationship that he has with BB-8, you know, they're bros. It's awesome, and, and so right. it's um and, and it would be worth having BB-8 on the team just for the one scene in the Force Awakens uh, where the Millennium Falcon's going wacko and he's got all of those cables extended <laughs> and, and and is bouncing along, but it's just and, and the thumbs up. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. the, the the thumbs up we get when he suddenly you know, his own board, uh, you know, helping with the great lie about I'm, I'm very important, you know, in the resistance. And so it's, it is a, uh, I, I, to me, I cannot believe I'm walking away with this thing with C3 Payment and BB-8 who worked together, who were friends and, and, yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, hooked up for many adventures. So yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take BB-8 soccer Hi. ball on top of another soccer ball. High fives all around the McGee war room. I will say the to your soccer ball on top of another soccer ball, I'm, I know I shouldn't feel like this because it's Star Wars, but like 
I'm so impressed that the they never fall apart. The head just never leaves the body. Yeah. Quality craftsmanship. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. I will say this as well about BB-8, you know, speaking from the, you know, from a measurable standpoint, again, you know, my war room is very deep. And the first thing you notice about BB-8, I mean, just the versatility in a droid that we haven't seen in a long time, just from a mobility standpoint, when he first gets on the scene, you're like, oh, that droid can roll, roll, yeah. not just scoot around on some wheels. <laughs> that thing is out of there if it needs to be breakaway speed on another level for BB-8. He was number two on my big board, Ryan, so. There you go. I, I'm telling you, I feel like I've gotten away with it. I got, I got two, I got two solid picks. Anything I get from now is, um, is just, uh, is extra. All right, Kamish. With the fifth pick of the Never Tell Me the Odds draft, we have Clinton Yates. Droid draft. Let's get it right. How rude. I'm joking. Okay. Oh I'm just my being, god. I'm being serious <laughs> because I take stupid <laughs> stuff like this seriously. I pick IG11. Now. A lot of people are going to say, why are you doing all these random picks with these droids that are only in these bit parts? Well, that's how I put my team together. We already have a strong roster over here, okay? The droids are complementary to the other characters. And IG's had such an interesting existence between showing up in the Mandalorian, ready to kill everything at all times. Then, my favorite part about it, and this is an excuse, flatly, for me to mention Grogu, let's 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 be real. The repurposed version of him that gets to walk around is one of the cooler things we've seen, I think, in this galaxy in a long time. From the way that any particular droid has moved on, never mind the past of you know the different IG droids. I I love this this character, if you will, and I just thought that even though with a re recency bias in effect, you know, kind of a better senior year, I think, than a career on the college level. I just love it. It's my number two pick in my big one. I like it. it might might have one of the best one of the best journeys for a droid in Star Wars. Like the whole redemption arc, the assassin droid dies, comes back, Mando yeah. doesn't trust him, and then helps Mando. You know, like there's just the and then becomes the Marshal of Navarro at the end. Uh, you know, Spoiler there's a alert, theme here in case you're noticing in the type of people I like in my drafts. You know what I'm saying? The redemption element that was once a bad guy is big. Actually, well, and, and yeah. to me, it's the beauty of what we get now um, when it comes to content, because I was having this conversation with a friend of mine just last week, which was, you know, we have one scene in The Empire Strikes Back with all of these really sketchy characters standing there. Right. And, and it's all the bounty hunters. Yeah. And there's IG-88. And I have I still have, you know, my, my action figure from back in the day. And now you take. This character with a head that was fashioned uh, from, you know, a piece from a bar that they just happen to have. Hey, we need another droid. All right, well, I got this thing that's a tank. Let's put this on these, on these arms and legs, and we'll have him just stand there and not do anything while Darth Vader says, go get Han Solo. And now you take that character and that droid and turn it into this incredible character in The Mandalorian. It's my favorite part of what we get now is with the, these little things we only got bits and pieces of and these droids and these these characters we got little bits and pieces of literally for seconds in, right. in the original films. Yeah. And now I'm sitting on my couch crying because yeah. this droid is making this ultimate sacrifice, you know, to save the day. And so, yeah, that it's uh, Clint. I love that pick. Thank you. Appreciate that. If you're if you're uh, wondering about Ryan and his collection of action figures and you don't believe that's real. I literally texted him the other day because I was listening back to our previous episode and I was like, oh, I love the teardrop reference you made 
to the R2 action figure, the Kenner line. And his response was literally an image of the action figure that he <laughs> yeah. still has. A lot of that happens. Don't They're test in my office. You will, you will in... get screenshots back. Yeah. Yeah, the original course. IG is sitting in my office right now. In the original, I got. The, I still have the original briefcase looking carrying case, you know, that we bought down again at the Kmart and, and put my put my action figures in there. I love it. So IG-88 still on the board uh, will not be my next pick. So my pick, I have the sixth pick. To recap, I have R2 at number one, K2SO, Clinton number two. McGee has C3PO and BB-8. Clinton then picked IG-11. With the sixth pick, I'm going to go Hu Yang. I need somebody on my team. The professor. Yes, I need someone on my team, on my droid team, with a lot of knowledge. And who better than the oldest droid in existence? What also impresses me is the fact that Hu Yang, self-admittedly, is still roughly 70 to 75% original parts. And that spans tens of thousands of years. So if someone is able to be that durable and collect that much information, knowing every lightsaber ever created in the entire Star Wars galaxy and being able to use that knowledge and Clinton, as you mentioned in our previous episode, be completely unironically snarky while doing so. <laughs> right. I think that's a terrific addition to my droid squad. And therefore I pick Hu Yang with the sixth pick. I like that pick. What you get out of Hu Yang is the lightsaber chalk talk that I'm very much here for from a yeah. design standpoint in terms of breaking down the different looks. You know, as you know, I like the uniforms. I like the looks. When you when we get different analysis of the physical construction of the chocolate, that's sort of in between where you and I are, Ryan. Not quite a vehicle, but yeah. certainly a part of the accoutrement, the weaponry is certainly, certainly in play. Yeah, and just in there is, and, and once we realize how old this droid is and the fact that this droid has, talk jedi like that's that's mind-blowing to me is this is this instructional role and as a result can break down you know the unfortunately very honest assessment of oh no your skills are among the worst i've (laughs) seen (laughs) but but there's but what we know now is because this droid is hundreds of years old thousands of years old we know that you know there's bits and pieces of Huang in these other droids that we're talking about, you know, yeah, it's 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 the attitude that we see from these other droids. It's the knowledge that we see from these other droids. It's the memory that we see, you know, from R two D two. And so, yeah, I love the fact. And plus, the look I've always loved because there's this, as as you guys know, you know, when George Lucas first started thinking about Star Wars, it was this idea of these this Flash Gordon, you know, Saturday morning serial films. Right. And so there's a lot of that look, particularly in the prequels, and. That's the look, right? I mean, that look is so, you know, metropolis back in the day. It's just, it's a great nod to, you know, what we love about droids and the first time that robots and droids ever started making appearances on film. Right. And I love the, uh, since we're talking about voice actors, voiced by David Tennant, who, of course, is uh, famous from Doctor Who. And David Filoni's talked in public about how he's a Doctor Who fan and he wanted David Tennant a part of a Star Wars project. And David Tennant happened to be a giant fan of Star Wars. So it was like a very easy conversation to have. So that's a cool little Easter egg, too. Number Uh, seven. I I get to pick again. Uh, So this is a snake draft. We are now in round number three. Lots of strong droids still on the board. It has been a very, very good. Like, this is a very impressive draft so far. This is a strong draft by any measure. We're not messing around. No. No. 
When I look at my selections, so I have R2 and I have Hu Yang. So I have a lot of knowledge, particularly from uh, the lightsaber perspective with Hu Yang. I have R2-D2, who is arguably the biggest name, the biggest draw, the most famous droid in Star Wars, him and C-3PO, and is good in combat, helped destroy the Death Star, played a pivotal role. Okay, so we have the, we have the functionality and we have the history there with R2. Now I'm thinking navigation. Now I want access to as much of the galaxy as possible when I am going through from planet to planet, from system to system. And that's why with the seventh pick in the Never Tell Me the Odds droid draft, Ardo Cal selects L3, made famous in the movie Solo. I love the wow. attitude of L3. I love the defiance of L3. But of course, maybe this upsets McGee a little bit because he's a Han Solo guy. I can see it on his face. Fortunately, you're not seeing the video, but I definitely do. L3 was essentially the key piece responsible for Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon to complete the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs because of L3's knowledge of the galaxy and the pathways that could make that possible. So when I'm out there running missions or side quests or whatever I'm going to do with my droid squad, sure. I want that information available to me. So I feel like L3 as a first, third round get is, is a steal. Okay, just so you know, this is the first one that hurts. Because, you, you know, everybody out there knows when you go into your fantasy draft, whatever, no matter what sport it is, you got the one that's circled, and you're like, oh, I'm getting them because no one else is going to think of it, and I'm going to get them. And literally, with all due respect to our Never Tell Me the Odds hoodie, I mean, I have my solo T-shirt on <laughs> underneath that. So Clinton said earlier, Rogue One is, is his, his favorite Star Wars film. Solo, you guys know this about me. I love Solo so much. Solo yeah. is the one that if I just need background noise, if I'm in a hotel room, if I just if the family's out of the house and I can watch whatever I want to watch, I'm watching Solo. And so I really believe I literally have it written down right here on my computer. L, they, no one else will pick L three because I'm like I got it. And so in the lead, the her, I mean, leading the droid revolution. I mean, it's just on on on, on the spice mines. It's just that character is so great. And uh, and yeah, this is the first one that hurts. This is the first one where I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely getting this one." And now and now she's off the board. Makes right. it extra so, sweet. I'll be honest. Because I'm in, <laughs> because I'm in the middle of a three person snake draft. There's no point where I would get two picks in a row. I understand that that has affected my draft strategy, but that's fine. And this might be a somewhat controversial pick, and I honestly don't know if this is allowed. If we will. But as you can see, there is a certain type of droid I, I enjoy. I enjoy a renegade element to my droids. I don't need my droids to be doing good. I'm looking for what I can use on the field. And there are not a lot of droids that have this many pitches in their arsenal from a lot of different ways. And this might be unfair. And if I get disqualified for this, it's fine. But I'm picking General Grievous. Hello there. General Kenobi. Okay, anybody who can wield that many sabers at the same time with that kind of catch radius. I mean, are you kidding me? I need that player on my team by every stretch of the imagination. And even if cowardly and cheaply, again, getaway speed really good in insect mode when he breaks it down and yeah. scuttles off. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Grievous yeah. has unbelievable range. On many factors. And a what, tremendous voice as well. A lot of these droids, they all kind of sound the same. 
They all kind of have very similar vocal vocal tones. You know Grievous when you hear Grievous with the whatever number all over overall pick and then never tell me the odds Detroit draft. General Grievous is off the board to your boy, CY. You got eighth. And McGee, I, I will personally allow it. I'll be honest. I know I would have gotten disqualified for this one. I had Darth Vader on my big board just to see if you'd allow it. <laughs> There's two. There's two. No, 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 no. There, there, ha, there has to be because, and, and we stepped into this, you know, in in Book of Boba Fett. You know, we we've stepped into this. Right. We're saving lives. You know, you know, Luke gets a Luke gets one mechanical hand, right? And now, now we've got an entire torsos and organs being replaced. So I think there's there's a percentage of okay. flesh versus, but but Vader's got way too much. I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. He, he you know. He's twisted and, and and mostly machine or whatever. No, he's still there's still enough enough flesh in right. there. But, but and we but know Joe, too much about the previous guy. We know too much right. about Anakin. Yeah, but, 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 Joe, but when you have an entire head and shoulders and a leg, yeah, yeah. But but I'll say this about what I always have loved about Grievous is the fact that there's just a little bit of Grinch in him, right? Because <laughs> the heart is so small, you know. So there's literally <laughs> he's got eyes and a heart, and you know, and of course, you know, in the Grinch is stole Christmas, his heart, his heart was so many sizes so small, and I love the fact that. You know, Obi Wan rips that cage open, and we finally see the heart, and it is literally like a raisin. Like you know, yeah. so that dude has has literally and physically no heart. Yeah, grievous on my list. So that's what I got. I'm up. I am a little devastated. I'm a little. I'm a little knocked off the rails a little bit. The fact that yeah. L three is off the board. You're like Aaron Rodgers sitting in the green room for so many hours while yeah. people just looked at him like, and he was like, "Oh man, just they did not go how I expected." So this is this is not this is. There's always the one guy in the green room, right, who who <laughs> has to bail after day two because right. because he was not picked. That being said, I got a pretty good one sitting out there that I did not believe would be available at this point. And I seem to have, uh, you know, Clinton has his redemption tour going. I seem to have the snarky attitude tour going. So I'm going with Chopper. Okay. Uh, I mean, listen, listen Chopper, right. I think that Chopper, in the first three episodes of Ahsoka, which is what we've watched up to this point, uh, Chopper's not had a ton of screen time, but Chopper has has chewed up that screen time. Like, Dominic, the, the, the scene with the argument before, you know, we dropped the tracking device on the ship, it's a, it's amazing. I talk about my family a lot. My family, my wife did not watch Rebels, and it's been interesting watching her react to Ahsoka. We've talked about this balance, and she is so in love with Chopper. And the reason is because, again, you understand what Chopper's saying. And old by, and Chopper's got that, I mean, he, he's choppy, right? He's got that kind of twitchy you know thing going on. And so there's, you know, the great thing about R2 is that R2, all due respect to Luke Skywalker, all due respect to Anakin, whomever, you know, uh, R2 saved the galaxy at least twice. You know, I would argue more than that, and I would argue that with Chopper as well. So you you can, you don't do what you've done without Chopper, and Chopper will totally remind you of that, which, which right. is why which is why I love him. So yeah, I'll take Chopper too. So yeah, I, all I know about my group is I hate being interrupted, but I'm never going to get a word in edgewise with, with the team <laughs> that I have assembled so far. <laughs> C3PO might take pity after a while and check in on you, but that'll yeah. be after like 45 minutes. After C3PO has interrupted me while I'm trying to tell the other ones to stop interrupting. <laughs> C3PO would interrupt me while I'm telling the other ones to stop interrupting me. Precisely. Okay, this is my final pick. This goes back. I talk about the fact that, you know, I'm OG first gen and all that stuff. Yeah. There was a scene, and, and I'm a Return of the Jedi guy. I've I, 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 I always believed that. I've always will go with that. Return of the Jedi was the one that, that when I left the theater – as a preteen, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like I could not, I wanted to get back in line 
and just get back, you know, in the theater again, like, like you know, like like you do if you're at a, if you're ride. at Star Tours, yeah. you just get off the ride, get back on the ride. Yeah. Um, but the one scene that hurt my heart, and I have wanted to help this droid my entire life. That's Gonk, G N K, oh. the power yeah. droid. And for those folks that don't know who this is, Gonk is just as a box with legs, um, seen in, in multiple movies. It's just a power droid. It's no different than pulling your e-powered car, you know, into the gas station and plugging it into, you know, the power station. That, that's what Gonk is. They call him Gonk because that's the noise that he makes. It's a GNK yes. droid, but it's Gonk, Gonk, Gonk. Well, Gonk is the droid that was turned upside down with his feet up in the air and was being tortured in Return of the Jedi by EV-9D9, which is one of the, I mean, just a sadistic droid. You know, sir, you know, you'll learn some respect and all that stuff. And, and burning Gonk's feet. Might be on my big board. Yeah. And Gonk screaming, you know, and, and blowing out the steam. So. <laughs> Since I was 12 years old, I have wanted to be able to say this. I am saving you. I am finally stepping up and I, I am I'm bringing you into a better place. So I'm taking Gonk. Plus. If you guys know me, I have two phones and they're always at about 8% power. So I could use Gonk. I could, I could, use, I could use something right. to plug yeah. into when I'm traveling. See, That's Clinton, I like this pick because we've been picking droids based on power and fame and notoriety, whatever. But this pick, like this could be one of those fixer upper, like I see something in you and I'm going to bring you to prominence. Like yeah. we might regret not putting more weight it's an oh, offensive line pick. It's a Michael Orr blindside pick is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You need a gunk to survive mm -hmm. and to let your quarterback be upright. I'm, I'm with it. All right. So I'm saving gunk. I finally got the chance. It took me, it took me 40 years, but I'm saving gunk. This is a big moment for me. Is this my last pick? This is your last pick. Okay. This is my last pick. And in sticking with the theme, you mentioned 99, who was thought of, Thought of as the kind of killer I need on my defense, but I ultimately could not, could not have that drawer. Just to, you know, background issues. We don't like, we, you know, the high school they went to sort of a, you know, BS high situation. I'm not doing that. All right. Nobody comes <laughs> getting too sadistic with your fellow droids for my personal taste. Yeah. Grievous, I get it. He had a different cause. He had yeah. the droid army, by the way, who also going to make my supplemental draft. They'll be, they'll be invited definitely yeah. to my Absolutely. post draft. Um, workouts. I'm going to go a little off board here. Part of the reason why this pick is important to me is because I've seen his matchup capabilities. You know how there's some pitchers like a closer where you're like, that guy can beat that guy. Therefore, I want that guy in a big spot. And that would be TT8L, the gatekeeper droid. Uh -huh. Eyeball coming out of the wall, <laughs> freaking your people out and investigating the situation. <laughs> 3PO was so knocked off his game by this yeah. droid. He yeah. had no idea. He yeah. might have known every language in the book. He'd yeah. never seen anything like that. That's a Devin Williams airbender type outpitch when that thing comes flying out of your wall and the huts are like, who comes here? We got this eyeball droid that's going to freak you out right off the top, which I realized I never even knew the name of until like last week when I really started going in this. But yeah. Because I, I always called it the eyeball droid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my guy. That's who I'm rounding out my picks with because that kind of vision, that kind of intimidation, unparalleled. 
my wife and I had a conversation. She's like, should, should, should we get one of those smart doorbells with the camera on it? And you can see what happens. I go, not until they make one like, like Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. Well, we can get one of those. I, I'll just be messing with the Amazon guy every day, right? That's <laughs> if it could pop out of the wall. Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh. That's, that, was, that was the most prudent pick of the draft, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. So I, I'm going to close this out. Uh, we okay. have picked 11 droids. 12 will close it out. Round three with my final pick and the final pick of the draft. I'm going to go off board on this one. Uh, this one also has sentimental value to me. Not nostalgia, but uh, just happiness in playing the droid. So I'm going to go video games. I'm a big okay. gamer. Love the Star Wars games. Love the most recent games. Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Outstanding games. EA did a terrific job with them. I love the story. It happens roughly it was it five years after um, the prequel trilogy. So we're like deep in the heart of the Empire reigning supreme. And we get introduced to a new Jedi, Cal Kestis, and his journey through the universe and trying to help the um, the good guys, the, the heroes win again. And he has a droid, BD-1, who is perhaps the best droid in any video game ever. BD-1 is crafty, useful, uh, extremely fast, uh, and small as well. That's the best part of it. I have R2-D2 to help me from an average-sized perspective. BD-1 is going to get into those corners, those crevices, maybe a little hidden in those certain situations uh, when I am in battle. I like that a lot. BD-1, completely resourceful and crafty. Also, that was my pick, uh, Ryan. That was my sentimental, I hope no one touches this one pick. I'm glad that it lasted until the very end. So BD-1 completes my roster. And wow. Okay, let's let's recap. That's solid. Yeah, Clinton has got lucky here. This is my way off board pick. If we had gotten into the deep rounds, that's it. I just wanted you to know. That's fantastic. No, it's well. Do you want me to now? Do you want me to send you my address so you can send that to me? No, no. He'll be staying with this team. If you listen, cash considerations are in play for the pick. You know what I'm saying? For those of you who obviously can't see us as we are on audio, I took down my fake background, which was Scarif and the beach, because see, I live at the beach, and I showed my Lego BD1, which, by the way, is. A thousand pieces. It's up there. It's a big boy one in terms of a uh, you know build. So that's that's where that was. It was he was that's not on my big board. He was not on my big board per se, but was certainly on my draft workout list. So you know, in the NFL draft, they have the Mister Irrelevant, you know, yeah. who's the last pick of the draft. <laughs> but Mister Irrelevant now gets to like ride in a parade and gets like tickets to theme parks and has and this gets whole to start thing. for the 49ers. And gets that's to it. Start for the 49ers. That's just it. And so 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 the reality is is that this is not an insult. All right, so my question to you guys sure. is as we have referenced a couple times, whenever the draft ends, you know, the general managers and the player personnel people they are merely on the phone trying to sign the free agents. Hey, come to camp. You got a chance to make right. the team. Now you now maybe you got a player cheap who becomes a starter for years, whatever. All right. So if I'm giving you one, you know, like free agent camp invite that you I'm think go- might be, you know, your sneaky guy who's going to be on the roster for 10 years. Uh, I'm going to go first here and I'm going to name a couple just because I never okay. got to pick twice in a row. Not that I got jobbed on the math or anything, but yeah, I'm going to name right. a couple. Um, number one, 
And because, of course, I bring visual aids to this audio-only medium. Because <laughs> um, I'm really smart like that. Hold on while I undo my background. That's my man, Dio. Yep, I got now, one in my office. Yep. Obviously, an associate. What I like most about this Lego, by the way, is that on his little card, it says, primary associate, BB-8. Like, <laughs> that's his homie, you know? And he that's shows it. up late. A tricky skill set, you know what I'm yeah. saying? With that wheel, kind of looks like it can only really move one way at a time. But again, good versatility in the open field, which is yep. what I like in a droid. Now, the other droid is a name that I, again, had to look up, and I'm sure, still not sure I have this right, because there's, you got to understand, for some of us, we're not necessarily in the weeds on every name of every droid, because frankly, they're hard to remember. But if you describe them for what they are, it's easy to know. The droid who fixes Luke's hand, that yeah. medical droid yeah. is getting an invite to my camp. Okay, the medical droids are way underrated. Way, way underrated. underrated. I mean, yeah. that's that that's obviously a recruiting slot for me. Clearly, yeah. you yeah. know, with Grievous is obviously repurposed. I mean, this is this is something we scout in this program. Yeah. You know, but the droid that fixes Luke's hand is getting an invite to my post camp every time. Every time. Well, yeah, and then uh, check, keep an eye on you while you're floating in the back to tank. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you know, you need yeah. these guys. You, you gotta need, have it's like, it's like trainers in your athletic department. You know you what gotta, I'm saying? You gotta have these people in your operation. Arda, who did your free agent invite or a couple invites? So, looking at my roster, I have R2D2, who is the main eventer. I have Hu Yang, who's got the knowledge. I got L3, who gives me the galaxy map. And BD1 sure. is basically the Hey Siri of Star Wars <laughs> droids. So, <laughs> Medical droids were on my list, but the, uh, Clinton's got the corner on that. So, actually, my Hey Siri actually just activated. Hilariously, as we do this, <laughs> I just turned it on. I would say what I need is probably some ruthless aggression and droids that have no problem being sinister and evil and getting the job done by any means necessary. So, I might go for like a triple zero, go off the board. A droid that is just like all the droid wants to do is kill. And yeah. there's even a, a moment in Triple Zero's, I guess, existence where Triple Zero gets retired and goes off to a faraway planet and gets bored because there's no one to kill on the planet. So he's <laughs> like Triple Zero's lamenting existence because there's no one to kill. So I might need that sort of killer instinct on my team. So if I'm going to pick one invite to camp, it'll be triple zero for sure. I like it. And I'm I'm looking at my list and uh, I've got, you know, and again, I, I can't, but I, I could use some height. You know, I, I, I realize, yeah. I realize now my Gosh. only, uh, yeah, my only height is, uh, is uh, C-3PO and all due respect, uh, mobility is not really, you know, his thing, but I, <laughs> how about the Imperial probe droid, right? Yeah. That so, thing, that thing was, is menacing. And and also, by the way, uh, was the first to me is one of the greatest like sound effects that Ben Burt ever came up with, because when that probe droid comes over the hill and it's like right, and then you hear that kind of empire, you know, encrypted, you know, chattering going on. That was that you know that was menacing. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. And also realize too, you guys know me. I don't have anything that flies yet until I just came up with that. But how about the droid starfighters, right? I mean, yeah, you know, the, the you know the the those uh, those vulture droids that um uh, that you know I, I need I need somebody that's going to fly and someone that's going to you know I have to have air superiority at some point 
And so droids who my are ground game. <laughs> yeah, my, my my ground I got I got plenty of ground game. I got nerds. My droids are nerds. Yeah, I, I could I could use a little muscle and I could use uh some cool. And there's nothing cooler than a Starfighter pilot. So I'll take a droid who is its own pilot. I am glad you brought up the probe droid, close cousin to the interrogation droid who didn't oh. exactly raids to make my roster because that thing's a little too scary for me. I'm yeah. like that that I, needles going yeah. to places that are undefined. <laughs> no thing. Yeah. Not yeah. How I run program you know what i'm saying see ryan you make a terrific point man like i think on land i would be okay with my team but as soon as you introduce air i think i got to retreat i think i think it's over i think i'm not engaging in that fight i'm out of here see you later well but although hyperspace although r2 could get everybody out of there but you know but r2 does not come with a warp drive so yeah you're gonna have to yeah but we can we can certainly (laughs) he can certainly get you out of there it was somewhat controversial in the larger world that R2 decided to start taking flight. And I people were it. like, really? That's what we're doing now? You know, I, love but it. <laughs> I loved I'll, it. I'll yeah, because I, I have R2. I'll take it. I was like, so- no, one of the greatest scenes in the history of droids was in that ridiculous uh, action sequence, you know, that opens Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And when R2 by himself, you know, takes out, you know, an entire bunch of bully droids and does it with oil. And with flames from his you know, rockets, that's that's that, and then just very coolly like, all right, now I'm going to go check the phone. That's just, it, that's that's the one, maybe the most R two moment of all time. Resourcefulness is a critical skill in this in this galaxy. Exactly. So that's to it. recap, uh, and, and Kelsey, I'll bring you in in just a second here uh, to tell us what we did wrong. Here are the droid squads that we have assembled after our ESPN presents Never Tell Me the Odds official droid draft. Clinton's team. K2SO, IG-11, General Grievous, TT-8L. Ryan McGee's team, C-3PO, BB-8, Chopper, and Gonk. Artist team, R2-D2, Hu Yang, L3, and BD-1. So, Commissioner Kelsey, what did we get wrong? Who are the most egregious omissions from this Winners and losers. I was looking at your guys' lists, and I'm kind of disappointed nobody took HK-47. I was telling Arda I probably would have picked an entire dark side squad with triple zero BT one and uh, HK forty seven. Droidica also not on there. No, Droidica. Droidica was like Droidica definitely would have been on my my free agency list because anybody, yeah, anyone that comes with its own shield generator, I'm all about. Right. If the baseball draft was still a hundred rounds, she would have made. But Dedra would have list, you know. But it's shortened now. And then the B one battle droids. Roger. Roger. Okay, so this <laughs> part of the reason why I eventually ended up going with Grievous is that I need a good amount of battle. I, I was a battle droid on all the teams that I played on, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could play. You know what I mean? I was pretty good, but I was around for a little chatter and to make sure that morale was kind of up. And sometimes <laughs> you'd always kind of question the goal. You'd be like, this guy know what he's doing? We sure about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that really what's happening here? You know, it's always, you always went on. The, the B1 droids in Jedi Survivor are hilarious. I mean, they're hilarious in general. But if you're Cal Kestis and you're playing the game and you're just chilling on the side of a cliff and there's a B1 droid just waiting for you up top, you can listen to the B1 droid talk for a good 10 minutes. And it's just like one-liner after one-liner questioning their existence and are they happy in life? And it's just... it. it like I, I'm with you, Clint. Like they are hilarious. Good yeah. for morale. Good for morale. Locker room and, guy. Great locker room guy. Yeah. Well, and speaking of locker rooms, there's also I had a list of droids that I I like, but I'm not sure what they do. And I say locker room because MSE six, the mouse droid. 
and it turns around and goes the other way. And my yeah. thing about the mouse roll was, I love it. Maybe the loudest I laughed as a kid in the movie theater when he retreats, when Chewbacca you know, hollers at him. I don't know what he does. I say locker room because the only thing I can come up with is he's kind of got that thing on the top that's like the the kind of hard astroturf that you see in like the golf country club clubhouse that you use <laughs> to clean your spikes. That's that's literally <laughs> the only thing that I can tell that the mousetroid even looks like. But, you know, again, Ben Burt, you're the man. There's some use. Yeah. To me, a, to was, me a mouse The mousetroid is... was on my board, actually. You yeah, know really? I, was, I was, that, that was If we had gone five rounds, that was going to be my final round pick. Because, you know, as we said, I'm completing my sort of dark side bad guy bit. But yeah, I, I, for a droid without a weapon, iconic in yeah. the galaxy. From but again, if, if, I, if I'm Frank Caliendo as Stephen A. Smith and I'm talking about the mouse droid, I'm like, you know, I'm like, he looks, like a, he looks like a tackle box. He looks like a rolling <laughs> tackle box with AstroTurf, right? The, the mouse droid, uh, to your point about being a team player, uh, if my hockey team got a team penalty and I need to pick a player to serve the team penalty, 100% the mouse <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You go to the box because we're right. good without you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're good. And the yeah. mouse droid will not complain, knows the role, will go there and sit happily yep. in the box, not feel shame. It's all good. So those are our picks. That concludes the droid draft. I might regret saying this, but uh, let us know on social who uh, who you think has a, has a great squad or who could have improved or whatever the case may be, what you think of our squads. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Spoiler alert, we will have at least one other episode uh, throughout the Ahsoka series. We are very much looking forward to that. This has been the ESPN Presents Never Tell Me the Odds official droid draft extremely official we are locked into these droids uh, i will be texting you guys uh, for future trades so be sure. on the lookout be by your phones front office is yeah. open yeah yeah and, 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 and by the way I, again like, I'm like clinton so i went to the went to the droid depot at galaxy's edge and i made i made an r2 and I call him RP43 for Richard Petty because I uh, made him up. I, I made him red and blue, and I put put a 43 and an STP sticker on it. So that's perfect. If you uh, if you need me, I'll be over here racing RP43 because that's what I do. I love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. <laughs>